Well, thank you for tuning in to yet another week of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam here on KCMJ.org. We've got an awesome show planned for you today. We've got trumpeter, film composer, arranger, all-around good human being Mr. Sean Hennessy in the studio, where I'm also accompanied by our piano player and show engineer Mr. Sean Hanlon on the keys over here. And that first tune you heard was a, a tune I wrote called Camille off of my upcoming release called It's All About the Hustle out on my show's live records in October. So, Sean, thank you so much for coming in and being with us today, man. It's an honor, honor to have you here, man. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, I, just as I'm curious, I'm sure people at home are, are very curious, we want to get you know, a full spectrum of you as who you are as an artist, who you are as a professional, where your career has brought you. Um, so first, I'd like to just kind of start off getting the feel for how, how did you get involved in music? How did you get involved in playing the trumpet and writing? And, and just you know, please indulge us. Absolutely. I'd say when I was 10 years old, I, uh, I remember it was uh, pro- probably like maybe like you guys, too, where you're sitting there and uh, considering joining band. They were tossing around band instruments, and I was looking at that trumpet. I had my eyes on it, and uh, it was coming around. And it's it's sort of one of those like terrifying things as a kid. If I think about it, you know, it's like you're like you want to play that instrument. And I remember just seeing it, and I immediately went to Louis Armstrong, and that's why I wanted. I I love the music, you know, and that's what I wanted. I saw it. I'm like, that's gonna be the one I play. But then it was like it was going from person to person. And the uh, the band director's like, I don't think you can play this. Why don't you try this? And I'm thinking, I hope I can. <laughs> it's like one of those things. But I, yeah, I wound up working out, and I I uh, picked up the horn and uh, just fell in love with it. Um, um, much like you guys, I without a doubt in my mind. Uh, and uh, and yeah, but when I started playing, started uh, uh, what it looked like was going to be the solo route in, in the classical. Uh, area of music and um I, when i was 13 i did my first concerto appearance with the orchestra up in uh with the colorado symphony and um and uh, kind of caught the attention of mr went marsalis on the classical side and um had my first lesson with him when i was uh, i was actually shortly after that performance and um changed my life you know he had a different way of looking at life and looking at music and i guess probably like the mentors in your lives, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, they talk to you and they have a different way of seeing the world. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, that's how it all started. So when you were growing up, um, you were in high school band and whatnot. Yeah. How, and you, that was in, in the state of Colorado, right? It was, yeah. It was over in district 12 in Cheyenne mountain area. And, uh, yeah, started out in band and, uh, band, uh, it expanded from there. I wanted to do orchestra. I wanted to do uh, different sorts of things. So I you know, joined up with the Youth Symphony. I was part of their organization for a while. I went up into Denver, uh, did the Young Artist Orchestra up there. Um, and it just kept expanding, you know. Awesome. So throughout high, so you went to Cheyenne Mountain High School? I did. Wow, yeah. man. I've heard so many good things about that, that um, just that band program in general. Oh, a terrific know? band program. Uh, I, I got there at the perfect time because they just hired Jack Yance, who's a phenomenal uh, band director. Guy's just uh, really rock solid on as a musician, as a person, and uh, you know, really kind of would always have us striving in band to be the best band we could be. And we, we, we did pretty darn good. It was like, I, I think it was his first year there. I was in 
eighth grade and he heading up to the high school for band. You know, what, what I loved about the district is like when they saw, you know, talent, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, you know, hard for them to, you know, pu push you. That's, I feel like sometimes that happens in, in music programs. It's like if you, if you excel, you get bored. If you get bored, you kind of drop out or you don't do it anymore. And so, uh, you know, I was blessed to have good folks that, you know, wanted me to continue to have that, you know, those, those challenging moments. Awesome. You know, so. Well, you heard it here from Mr. Sean Hennessy. We're going to play a bunch of his music tonight. And uh, so this first tune we're going to play is a tune called Owen D, written by Mr. Sean Schaefer Hennessy. And, and people can go to a website, right? Yeah, if they go to uh, SeanSchaeferHennessy.com, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but they'll, they'll get my music on there. Awesome. Well, you want to count us off? All right, let's do it.
That was O-N-D, written by Sean Hennessy, here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam, KCMJMJ.org. So, if you're interested in helping this jazz radio program and this station, get on the broader FM dial of Colorado Springs. You can head on over to KCMJ.org and adopt a Watt. For $100, you can help us out and donate um, and, and help us get to our goal of raising $10,000 to get the re- necessary equipment to um, have the show on, on the FM dial. Uh, so if you're interested in that, please head on over to kcmj.org. Back in the studio, though, we got Mr. Sean Hennessy. So, Sean, you were telling us a little bit about your foundational years being able to study with Wynton Marsalis. That was a huge opportunity. I'm sure that, you know, uh, we're up to a point where you had to start making some decisions getting out of high school. You're in Cheyenne Mountain High School. What happened after that? It was a it was a uh, tough decision. Um, I actually remember sitting with Winton uh, in in high school, and by this point, we're, we're talking just pure classical music. And I wanted to be a soloist more than anything in the world. You know, I wanted to uh, be up there out front of the orchestras playing Haydn's and Hummels and uh, you name it. And uh, and Winton said to me, he said, you know, if I could do it all over again, I would not do the uh, uh, you know, conservatory. I would do a liberal arts education. I would learn of the world, learn philosophy, learn, you know, religion, learn this, learn that, and, you know, be with different types of people and get the chance to have that affect your music in different ways. And uh, at the time, I was looking at, uh, you know, some uh, really good uh, liberal arts colleges. I was looking at uh, Northwestern University. I was looking at, uh, you know, I'd gotten into DU got into Eastman School of Music, uh, had a, a wonderful uh, you know, full ride over there. And I had basically decided I was going to go to Eastman. I thought to myself, all right, I'm just going to go to Eastman. You know, uh, went and did it this way. You know, a lot of my mentors have done it this way. I'm going to do it. And it came to the last moment. I changed my mind. There, I, I'd gone to Rochester. P- part of it probably was the uh, the time of year, <laughs> in the middle of <laughs> the middle of winter. You know, you go to that school of music out there. It's just you know the one building, and it's like it's, it's cold as heck. And uh, but I mean, it's not that Chicago was better. It was between Chicago, uh, Northwestern and Eastman, and I just had the feeling on on the Northwestern campus. It was just. Uh, uh, there was a, a spark there or something, and I changed my mind at the last minute. That's where I wound up going. Uh, went off to Northwestern for a good good four years over there. So awesome. I, I have a little bit of experience in Evanston there at Northwestern, um, and it's an awesome little town. Did you happen to you know play any gigs in Chicago in that area? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? Yeah, yeah. I, got, I mean, I got the jazz uh, uh, my, my junior and senior year at school but by an accident, but when I did, it was... Uh, uh, we, we did Pete Miller's a yeah, few yeah. times over in Evanston. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot of gigging outside of, uh, of Evanston, though. I wish we would have gone into Chicago. That would have been, yeah. been cooler. I think we took the big band into Chicago to the, one of the art museums, and they, they were holding a fundraiser for the university, and we, we were kind of the entertainment. You know, that, was, that was fun. But awesome. I probably didn't get out like you. That would have been, that would have been... <laughs> Well, so while you were at Evanston, what was the, what was the focus of the degree? Uh, it started off as a uh, trumpet performance, um, and I, uh, <laughs> yeah, wound up deciding um, that I, I love to write just as much as I love to play, and um, at the time there, they didn't allow you to be composition and trumpet, and so I kind of had to, 
uh, break those walls. And f finally, they allowed it only for me to say, I don't want to do this sort of composition. You know, I see myself more, you know, doing film stuff. Cool. And so I created my own, uh, what they called an ad hoc film scoring slash trumpet performance. And that's what it wound up being. Awesome. So, so, yeah. so uh, you know, what was, what was one of the highlights of, of attending Northwestern University? I think uh, that's a tough question. Uh, there were so many. Uh, I, I'd say my, my favorite times were, uh, I think, I think uh, they had to do with the, with the jazz combos and, and, uh, and the, film, the film music. They didn't have, like, like most universities don't have a good communication between uh, what music does and what film does. They just don't. They're separate departments, and they, they don't talk to each other real well. There's a few universities that have you know, exceptions to that. Um, and so as an as a up-and-coming film composer, as someone who wishes to do that, you have to go out and, and bridge that gap yourself. And so I was going over to the film department and hanging up flyers at, you know, as a composer. And, and then I got, uh, I think right after I did that, I got three or four films uh, from people that were doing film there. And... Um, uh, being able to score those, and, and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was, <laughs> you know, I had uh, uh, GarageBand on my Mac, and uh, I didn't know how, how do you time. You know, back then GarageBand did not allow you to to import video, so it's like there, there's all sorts of issues with that. You're thinking like, mm -hmm. how do you time this out right? You know, how do you know when things are going to be, where they're going to be? Uh, but but being able to work in in the, in the jazz idiom and work work with players, uh, uh, improvisation lends itself very well to to film music and that you need to be able to extend a phrase well you know <laughs> have another two bars of of the drummer doing something or another two bars of someone on piano or uh and it kind of expanded from there i think those were my favorite moments that and the internship out in la probably awesome this is sean hennessy you were talking a little bit about uh film scoring do you want to play this next tune robert stride yeah yeah and, let's do that what movie is this from uh, this is from a movie called The Trouble with the Truth. It stars uh, uh, Leah Thompson and John Shea. Awesome. All right.
That was Robert Stride, written by Sean Hennessy from the movie The Trouble with the Truth. We got Sean Hennessy here in the studio on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam, KCMJ.org. Sean, so we got a little bit through your, uh, your undergraduate degree at Northwestern University in trumpet and uh, film scoring, right? What happened after that four-year experience? It was a, a what transitioned. The next step was the uh, was my senior year there. Um, uh, music at the time they had internships, but it was uh, it wasn't geared towards film scoring. So in order for me to get an internship, I had to go through communications, which luckily enough they were happy to let me go. So I, I got to spend a semester out in Los Angeles working for 20th Century Fox, um, and my my job was basically. Uh, it was it was the perfect job for me. It was uh, be the assistant on the scoring stage, um, and I remember um, it, it was important. Uh, I don't know. Internships are super important because you learn all the little bits, not only of uh, of what the job is, but how you're going to be successful in your life. You know, I remember sitting working there, just doing some busy work they had me doing, and the uh, VP of film music came over and he said we got you on the scoring stage, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, have you heard Thomas Newman's music? And I said, uh, I haven't listened to a lot of it. And he goes, oh, man, you got to, you know, we got to get you up to speed on this. Uh, and he said, you, you know, you're going to be in the scoring stage this afternoon. Uh, go there around this time and speak to this person. So I go there, and um, uh, I'm on the scoring stage for the uh, scoring of Cinderella Man, which is Thomas, New Thomas Newman of the music's absolutely gorgeous score. And uh, it's a Ron Howard film. So I'm sitting there, and in walks Ron Howard. Uh, and, I, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was, like, completely engrossed in my music. So I, he was familiar to me. You know, like, the name was familiar, but I, I didn't know what he looked like. And I'm like, who's this guy with the, you know, the, the weird kind of Jansport old school, like, 1980s backpack, you know, like, walking in. I'm like, who is that? You know, and I'm thinking, that's probably just the guy that works. And that's Ron Howard, you know. And so it was a, a big learning uh, that's when I first learned, hey, research who you're going to be meeting with. Know, know who it is. Know what they've done. Know what, you know. And I had several examples of that, that first movie that I that was part of there. Uh, and I remember hearing the sound of Thomas Newman's music in that movie. And I think we had a, it was like 80-piece orchestra, uh, piano in its own booth. Um, it was just absolutely stunning. And I just thought, wow, you know, this is, this is what I'm talking about, you know, and that, that was, uh, the, the big transition into, uh, film scoring and the tough thing became, I got to, you know, as, as I continued there, I got to know the executives. I, I, I started to get the concept that you want to get to know these people, you know, uh, and you want to get to know them in a genuine way, you know, not like do these things for me, you know? And so I, I got myself to the point where at the end of the semester, I met with the president of Fox music. And he said, look, I've, uh, I've listened to your stuff. You can be a trumpet player and do that for sure and do albums, and I can help you with that. Or you can do film scoring, which is what I feel like you should be doing. And he said, what would you like to do? And I remember thinking to myself, wow, okay, you're here. You know, it's, it's yeah. sort of one of those, you bite your tongue because you're sitting in a movie studio. You know, it's not that you're an idiot if you say, I want to play trumpet stuff, you know, because they do, you know, other things too. And he could have made some calls. But I bit my tongue and I thought to myself, ultimately, what do I want to do? Well, I want to do both. But I'm not going to say that here. You know, you're not in right. one of those scenarios. And so I told him, yeah, I want to do film music. 
you know, and not realizing I'd be putting, I'd really be putting this thing away for a while. Um, and by this thing, it's an instrument. And you're like listening to this being like, what the <laughs> heck is he talking about? He's talking about a trumpet. <laughs> so, so that's, that's what I did. And he, he said, well, what, if you're going to do that, you need to go to USC's uh, film scoring program. And he picked up the phone and made a call like while I was in the room there with him. And he said, this guy applied to your program. Uh, keep your eye open for it. And uh, I was waitlisted on that program. Uh, uh, usually you get waitlisted for that program because it's, it's an intimate class of about 15 people from around the world. And you get waitlisted four or five times before you get accepted. And this was an example of, you know, who you know makes, I mean, it's, it's, it's true. It makes a difference. And, uh, um, and I got a call when I was back at Northwestern for the end of the year. And they said, uh, Robert Kraft calls about you and said, you know, we should keep our eyes open. We, we actually just had a slot open. We'd like you to take that if you're willing. And that, that began it, you know. That is crazy. Uh, Sean Hennessy in the studio here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. I'd like to play something that, uh, that, you, that showcases your film scoring um, ability. So can you preface this, I'll, I'll see you soon? Yeah. Um, that was a piece of music that I uh, had planned to use for, uh, for a movie I was involved with for a bit. I wound up not being involved in the end. Um, but uh, it was recorded with a 65-piece uh, group. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that, this, the sound of being in front of those musicians is something else. I'll See You Soon, written by Sean Hennessy.
that was a tune that Sean Hennessy wrote for um, a movie score. Uh, it was entitled I'll See You Soon. And uh, so we got Sean Hennessy in the studio here. He is a trumpet player, and he's also a very good composer, as you just have heard. Um, so, Sean, you, you, you told us about, you know, you went to Northwestern, did your undergrad. You were able to go out to Los Angeles to do uh, an internship at 20th Century Fox with the film department there, film music department. So a guy, a guy gets on the phone, and he says, hey, you need to have this guy come over here to USC, right? Yeah. For, and it's it's one of 15 slots, and you got in on the first try to be into this program. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, I mean, they really threw you into it. Um, at the time, I just arranged, uh, by now I'd kind of gotten into jazz and uh, been arranging uh, for the combos, uh, did a little bit for the big band. And um, I remember the first day of class for that program, they gave us a, a crazy piece by John Corgliano, uh, who, uh, who did the red violin and altered states and these different, uh, different movies. And it was actually a piece from altered states, uh, very contemporary piece of music. It was just a melody with, it was just a melody, with piano, uh, uh, piano melody. And they said, uh, arrange this for 45 piece orchestra by tomorrow. Huh. And, and we all looked at each other like, you know, it was sort of like our, our you know, uh, it was a trial by fire, you know. And my thought was, okay, well, I either do this and succeed or I don't and, you know, go one way or another. And, you know, you stay up all night, you make it happen. And uh, uh, at the time, I didn't use Finale, Sibelius, any of that. I was by hand and that oh took my. me even longer, you know. I would, uh, uh, yeah. And they came up to me in that program because I was the only one that came into that program writing, writing stuff by hand. And they said, man, you're going to want to really get up to speed on Finale or Sibelius. And I, I had made a promise to myself in Northwestern. I'm like, I'm going to stay like the, you know, like the greats did, you know, <laughs> pen and paper. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to it and, you know, be strong. And uh, yeah, when you're doing <laughs> film music or, or orchestral music, if you don't have a lot of time to do it, you got a night. I mean, you Wow. I'm in a choice. So it's crazy. And it's a different world. Awesome. Well, uh, do you want to play another one of your uh, jazz tunes here? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the, this is called The Soul Maestro by Mr. Mr. Sean Hennessy. Thank you. 
That was The Soul Maestro, written by Mr. Sean Hennessy here in the studio on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam, kcmj.org. Sean, we appreciate you coming in. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. So can you tell us just a little bit more about uh, so what happened after Los Angeles? Gotcha. Uh, well, I spent about, uh, I think it was about eight years out there. Uh, when I got out of USC, we had... Um, um, we had the opportunities to uh, work with some good people out there, and you kept those connections. And then it was kind of, you know, like I guess like most grad, grad programs, they sweep you, at, sweep you at the door, and and, uh, and then it's up to you, you know. It's that thing you never learn as in school as a musician is how to market yourself and make it happen, you know. Uh, but luckily, you know, with the internships and things like that, I, I, I had an idea. And uh, went, went from there. I'm still doing uh, a lot of different movies. I just finished... Uh, uh, a, a horror film, uh, not my favorite genre because you got to watch these things three, four hundred times. Uh, and I don't usually, you know, I was never a big horror buff, uh, but but you kind of have to be, you know. You got to get inside the the heads of these characters and uh, what, what's this character thinking. Uh, and the most recent movie was a movie that'll uh, still uh, they're still finishing it up, but it'll it'll come out eventually. It's called the ID. ID. It's in the ego and the id and. All that and all that, all that stuff. Um, it was an interesting movie. I had to really kind of be unconventional with the score and, and, and a little bit atonal with it. Uh, and the, the main character is a uh, a gal who's sort of like uh, grew, grew up to be about seventeen, eighteen, and never grew, you know, uh, beyond that. I guess mentally. And so uh, it's sort of a twisted uh, film. Of a you know forty five year old woman taking care of her dad and her dad is just uh, you know not a good guy so one of one of those lovely types of horror movies uh, but I just finished that up and then uh, the most uh, most recent thing was a, a documentary called uh, a Message from Hiroshima which was uh, interesting because uh, was asked to kind of uh, score this film that was it's a documentary that took place over there uh, survivor of uh, Hiroshima and um, uh, he had wished this thing to be scored, and and so I had to kind of bre- play the heart to that, you know. And it was it was tough. It was probably one of the toughest things I had to do because you're you're sitting there story after story, uh, just listening families and what happened, and 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 goes from person to person, and you just got to be the emotive content of that, and as if it needs it, you know. I mean, there is a lot of emotion in it, but you know, just enough to kind of lend itself. The person who had scored it before me had kind of brushed over that with harp and. You know, mm. just try to be beautiful, but it, it kind of wound up being disturbing, you know, because you can't score something touching and have it be, you know. Interesting. So, Well, we got another track, uh, a recorded track here that came off of uh, the movie Eight Ball, right? Yeah. You want to preface this one? Yeah, a good friend of mine, actually. It was uh, a good friend of mine named uh, Enon Champagny. Uh, he... Uh, uh, Israeli guy, and um, he just uh, he's doing all sorts of stuff nowadays. Um, but uh, this was a movie he did. It took place in Los Angeles and was uh, sort of about how people's lives collide with one another, like eight balls on a pool table.
That was Your Here, composed by Sean Hennessy on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. That was from the movie Eight Ball, right? You got it. Awesome. Well, Sean, man, it's been so awesome having you in the studio today on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. Can you tell us real quickly what you got going on now and in the future? Yeah, a few mus- uh, movies on the horizon, and then, um, you know, got a, a few groups in town here. It's nice to be back. Any uh, movies you can tell us about? Uh, there's one called The, uh, the Lees of Eden, but it's, it's probably a ways off. But uh, that's about it. So how long does it take you to, you know, work on those movies? It, it depends. Uh, it can be as uh, calm as, you know, a month and a half to as crazy as five hours of music in two weeks. Uh, that was my craziest one so far. So I kind of hold everything up to that bar. You know, you keep wow. pushing it, pushing it higher. I, I don't want to do that one again, though. I think that would. <laughs> Any? Uh, so you said you mentioned some groups in town you have going on. Yeah, I've got a, a sextet of mine, and then I'm I'm, I'm working on starting uh, a jazz orchestra uh, here in town and getting that going. And, and it's it's sort of like a you know, a little bit of an uphill battle, but these things always are. You know, just keep playing, and and I guess that's what really matters, right? Any uh, words of wisdom for a young up-and-comer? Yeah, I would say uh, one of the things that happened to me in L.A., you lose yourself a little bit. Um, and um, uh, when I was out there, I uh, spent a lot of time um, uh, doing things. And I, I went out for the right reason. I, I, since when I was 10, I wanted to share music with people. You know, I love that. I love that concept and that thought. And that's what it became about when I went out there. When you go out to these, some of these bigger cities, L.A. and in, 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 uh, it, it's tough, especially for movie stuff, because it's lost some of that. It's lost some of that, the, the reason for why you make a film. Um, and it's become sort of more of a commercial thing. Mm. You, know, you want to make money mm-hmm. or you want to you know, drive that Lamborghini around or you want to do this or that. And what I find is those people wind up doing those things and then they sit there and go, now what? You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and um, I caught myself uh, forgetting why I was doing what I was doing. You know, I had to say to myself, it was after a, a really tough movie showing where I had the producer in there and, and uh, she was very nice. And she basically said, I, I think that sounds horrible, <laughs> what you wrote. And I thought to myself, what am I doing? You know, why am I sitting here writing music that, you know, pouring the stuff out? Yeah. So that it can be, you know, yeah. spliced and cut. And uh-huh. So I guess my advice would be this. Like I had to, to re, uh, remove a lot of uh, the stuff I'd learned over the years and, th- and think back to being 10 years old, being excited about music, why I did it. And if you can remember your purpose and keep that, uh, uh, always hold that, you know, deep in your heart and in everything you do with, as a musician, you know, your purpose for it. And to really understand what that purpose is, then uh, you'll be successful. Awesome. Sean Hennessy here on the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam, kcmj.org. Sean, we can get, get you on Facebook, right? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, too. He's on Facebook, and then his website, again, is spelled uh, out for these people. Yeah, it's uh, my full name, Sean, S-E-A-N, Schaefer, S-C-H-A-F-E-R, and Hennessy, H-E-N-N-E-S-S-Y.com. Awesome. Well, please tune in next week, every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time for the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam. We're going to leave you with a little candlelit waltz off my latest record. It's all about the hustle coming out on my show's live records on October 20th, 2015. See you later, everybody.